Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Hey, everybody. How are you? So I am finally home. It's the 31st of July. I am switching up where I'm recording podcasts right now. Back to when I first started recording podcasts, I used to do it in our bedroom. And then I would, I started recording in the office. And now today it's such a beautiful day. The windows open, the sunshine, blue skies. I'm feeling really excited. And so to record this particular podcast, I'm like, I'm just going to sit upstairs in my chair and get the microphone and record. Um, we have had a great summer. I've been going since June, um, the second to last week of June. I have been, I'm releasing this podcast is, is going to come in uh, sometime in August, like I think around the 15th of August, but I shared some podcasts I had of thoughts about young men's camp and that I did with Matt. And then, um, after we got home from young men's camp, we spent some time with family. I celebrated my 49th birthday. We went to an awesome rodeo in Malala and we had a fantastic time with my sister and her family. And then Paige left on a church history tour for nine days. And I watched my sister's kids, um, while they went on that tour together. And then when they got home, we had more Julie, my sister-in-law, Julie came with a few of her kids and my nephew, and they stayed for a little bit. And then we got in the car again and loaded everything up on the trailer and went to a family reunion. So we have had an awesome, fun-filled time Last yesterday, we went over to um, the other side of Portland and celebrated with my nephew, who Hunter, you've heard him on the podcast probably before. He is leaving on a mission to Peru. And so we, he, he spoke in church. And so we all went over and just spent time with him and had a nice lunch and spent time. But as I have experienced all these different things that I've just shared with you, um, I have had spiritual promptings and thoughts come to me. So I have wrote three podcasts and, um, I'm going to record one of them today and hopefully I can record the other two also and get those set up. But before I record, I just want to tell you a couple things. Um, during this five weeks that I have been going, going, going and going to different places and, um, I've had, you know, it's not always easy. <laughs> I'm not complaining because this is my choice and I love it. And I feel very directed through revelation to do this podcast, but I want you to know that there are days that I go, should I keep going? Should I stop? Is anything that I'm sharing, helping anyone? Um, is it a value? Um, am I making sure that I'm doing the right thing? Um, there's just all kinds of, all kinds of things that you ask yourself as you take the time to write down. Cause it's like, it's kind of like writing a talk. You get a thought come to you 
And then you cross-reference, you read scriptures, you look at talks, you listen to more talks, you write down more information, you have experiences. So literally it's kind of like writing a talk. And, um, I, uh, sometimes just ask myself, is the time up, you know, is it over? Do I keep going? Do I stop? But while I was, um, experiencing these five weeks with family and friends and my children, I had a couple of people come up to me that I had no idea listened to my podcast and I don't know them very well, but they came up and they said, I just want to tell you how much I love your podcast and thank you so much. And that just gives me so much strength to keep going. I also, I hope you all listened to last Friday's podcast with Dwayne and Michelle as they shared about Dwayne's heart transplant. Well, actually, because it's 31st, you guys, this is coming out in August. So this would have been a few weeks ago when you listen to this. But you're going to also hear the story of Danielle, who is Jake's mother, who is the son that gave his heart to Dwayne. And, um, she sent me a very touching text. And um, I also just had different experiences where people shared their feelings with me about a podcast they listen to. And another thing that happens too, is that makes you wonder is like when summer hits, your numbers really drop. Well, they drew for me because a lot of people are heading out and um, it just changes. It's not a consistent audience. And so you're just like, well, am I doing any good? Or am I helping anybody? But yesterday when I was sitting in my nephew's sacrament meeting talk, listening to him, I just felt a reconfirmation that I needed to just keep going. And if it's just one person that is affected um, or receives an answer to their prayer or feels comforted or peace or validated, then it's worth it. So with that being said, I want to share with you what this podcast is about today. And, and to share it, I have to start out with a little fun story. So while my sister and her husband and my nephew Hunter were on the church history tour with Paige, um, I had my little nephew Ryder and his sister Reagan. And one afternoon, Ryder and I were in the kitchen and he would, I was just cooking and doing stuff. And he was in there just chatting with me. And he said, he started telling telling me a story about him and his little cousin, Janessa, who's my niece and how they had went to go pick berries with my brother, Matt and Janessa's dad is Matt. And you've heard Matt on my podcast before. Um, anyway, well, while they were picking berries, blackberries, my brother fell into the blackberry bush. Well, he only had Ryder and Janessa with him and Ryder and Janessa, like Ryder right now is eight years old. So when this happened, I'm sure it was a year or two ago. I, ha I haven't really talked to my brother to ask him questions about it, but when he fell in, the only people that could help him were Janessa or Ryder. And so he asked, so Ryder told me that he helped my brother get out of the blackberry bushes. Now, I don't know if any of you live by blackberries. We do here in Oregon and they, they consider them wild like wild flowers or wild fruits or whatever, but we go out and we walk across our street and we just pick bowls of blackberries. 
but you do not want to get snagged up in one. They hurt really bad. So he writer was telling me that my brother was reaching up into a high level place to get the best berries. And because of that, he fell into the blackberries. Well, simultaneously, when Ryder told me that story, when I would go out walking in the early morning hours, I have worries about my kids. I have these feelings that make my heart break and worry. And I pray and I try to think of things. And while I was out walking one morning, when right after Ryder had shared this story with me, I was worrying about a couple of my kids. And I decided to listen to some general conference talks. And one of those talks that I listened to was by Dieter F. Uchtdorf, and he gave it in April, 2023. And the title of it is Jesus Christ is the strength of parents. And so I just put that on and I started walking and I just started listening to his talk. And I listened to some other ones that I listened to another one that he gave at another time. And I listened to some other scriptures and talks. And today in life, sometimes our children have to help us pull, get us out of the blackberry bush. And Elder Uchtdorf said, just as Jesus Christ is the strength of youth, Jesus Christ is also the strength of parents. And I absolutely have received strength from the savior when it comes to raising our children and trying to do the best I can. But a lot of times I symbolically get caught in the blackberry bush and my sons and daughters have to pull me out because I don't have the capacity to get myself out of the sticky situation that I'm in. And so I just today, I just wanted to go over seven um, points that Elder Uchtdorf gave in his talk and then just share with you little examples that came to my mind. But keeping in mind that he said, just as Jesus Christ is the strength of youth, Jesus Christ is also the strength of parents. You know, in these last days, I am constantly worrying about my children's future, their lives, their spiritual welfare, uh, what they're experiencing as human beings on this earth. and. I have to keep reminding myself that Jesus Christ is my strength and he is going to help me. And I don't need to beat myself up. Um, I need to repent and change and see some things differently and seek guidance. But I just need to keep moving forward and realize that there are going to be times that my children are pulling me out of the blackberry bush. So Elder Uchtdorf said, first, Jesus magnifies love. In this, he said, a parent's love for a child is one of the strongest forces in the universe. And I want you to know that I think that is absolutely true. Um, when we had our Madeline, um, we had been waiting a long time. I'd had two pregnancies that were miscarriages, and then I had um, a stillborn, and then I had Madeline. And I had them both that same year. I had um our son, a little boy in January, and I delivered her in December. And I want you to know that when I had her, I experienced something of love that I had never experienced in my life. Now, I love Matt, and I'm so thankful for him. And it's a different love 
And I do believe, as Elder Uchtdorf said, a parent's love for a child is one of the strongest forces in the universe. And there is nothing that I would not do to protect my children. And it is one of the strongest forces in the universe. And I absolutely have felt that. And I feel that. And I know that when I've talked to friends and my mother-in-law and my mom and dad, that their love for their grandchildren is something that they cannot describe, that it's greater than anything. And so I, I believe it doesn't just stop with parents. I believe that the strongest force in the universe also extends to grandparents. And I'm grateful that the Savior does magnify that love. Number two, he magnifies small and simple efforts. And then Elder Uchtdorf gave the wherefore, be not weary in well-doing, for ye are laying the foundation of a great work. So as a parent, sometimes you just think, are you getting this? Is it making sense to you? And it's just those small and simple efforts. I had an experience just the other night where, you know, you spend years trying to show your kids that you care, that you want to hear them, that you're worried about them, and you hope that they would want to come to you and trust you. And I had one of our kids walk in my room and just say, hey, mom, I need to talk to you. They shut the door. They spent about an hour and a half in here. And they just poured their heart out. And it was those small and simple acts through the years, I feel in my heart that of listening, showing them that they take a priority to me, that I value them. And so I'm just, as I go through each of these, just sharing examples with you where I saw the fruit of my labors and I saw the Savior magnifying those small and simple efforts that were made. And each of you, I'm sure, are making small and simple efforts all the time. And that's just a little example that I thought about is, um, wherefore be not weary and well-doing. Like even though I was tired and I wanted to go to bed and I literally was laying in bed, ready to close my eyes and go to sleep, I recognized as soon as this child came in the room that there was a need there and that I needed to set aside my desire. And I felt strengthened in the Lord to just stay awake, listen, validate, understand, have empathy, show sympathy. So I, I truly felt that, that magnification of small and simple efforts over the years. Number three, he gives revelation. So Elder Uchtdorf said, he will reveal your children's gifts, their strengths, and their unspoken concerns. God will help you see your children as he sees them beyond their outward appearance and into their hearts. Boy, have I seen that. I remember listening to Sister Beck. I love Julie B. Beck. I would, hey, if any of you know her that are listening to this podcast, I would love to sit down and interview her. <laughs> so connect me, okay? <laughs> but I listened to her once on an interview, um, and she talked about how, because I think, if I'm not mistaken, she has three children. Um, that she talked was talking to Sharon Eubank and Eubanks, and she told her that her children are, were like a present that was multiple layer wrapped, and that she just as she would unwrap a level, she would see these new gifts and talents and strengths that they had that she didn't know about, and oh, that God would reveal to her information about her children. 
And I want you to know that I have had that experience. I have had it many times. Um, one time that I experienced, you know, cause as a, I felt as a young mother, you just go, go, go. Sometimes you're just surviving, trying to get, make it to the day and make sure everyone's alive and happy and loving each other. And when Madeline was getting baptized, my mother shared some gifts that Madeline had. And as soon as she said that at the baptism, I thought, oh my word, why have I not like complimented her on this or vocalized this to her? Because that is so true. She does have all those gifts. And so that really taught me a lesson that I needed to start pointing out to my kids, their gifts and strengths that I was seeing, and then realized that I could record what God was revealing to me about them and trying to help them see those gifts. And he does, number three, he does give revelation and he helps us see those things. Okay. Number four, Elder Uxor said, um, mighty, a mighty change. As you open your heart to the savior and his teachings, he will show you your weakness. So whew, if there's one thing that I have learned in parenting is that there's a lot of mighty changes that need to happen because you come into your life with your children, with the way that you were raised and your thought process. You don't have a manual. You don't know what you're doing. All of you listening, I'm sure have felt this. And you literally have to repent and change. You've got to find ways to say, I'm going to open my heart to the savior and what he teaches. And please show me where I am a weak, where my weakness is. Show me where I need to have change. And, you know, that was one thing that I recognized with our, again, our oldest, um, I realized once when I went to go visit her that I needed to compliment her on her independence, on the things that she did, did really well. So like one thing when we went driving and she was just driving all around Arizona in Phoenix, the area, I would be like, you are so good at like knowing exactly where you need to go and navigating everything. And I just tried to find all these good things that I could point out to her because I think as a weakness, as a mother, I have a harder time pausing and saying, do you know what? You're really good at that. And so that's a weakness of mine. And so that's something that I've been having to work on and that I needed a mighty change of heart. Okay. Number five, Jesus Christ offers support through his church. FSY um, offers support through his church. So not FSY, but through his church, I wanted to tell you yes. And yes. And yes. Um, we went to a sacrament meeting during this five weeks uh, in Eugene and a young man got up and bore his testimony and gave a talk. And he had just been to FSY and it was incredible to sit and listen to him. And I know that the church, the savior is offering us support as parents, um, family center church supported through this like FSY. And then like Paige went on a church history tour and it wasn't church sponsored per se, but it was led by Institute and seminary teachers. My brother was there. Um, Mitch Maurer was there. He, I interviewed Mitch. Um, so there were these Keith Longmore. He was there. I interviewed him on my podcast. The church, um, Gannon, 
Well, during that whole five weeks, Gannon went on a high adventure, a three day, I think 46 or 48 mile hike. And his testimony grew from that. His testimony grew from young men's camp, staking men's camp. So Jesus Christ does offer us as parents support through his church. And I want to make sure that I recognize that and have gratitude in my heart for it, because these are experiences that not all young people can have. And I'm thankful that the savior is giving our children these experiences. Okay. Number six, my dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters, building faith in a child is somewhat like helping a flower grow. You cannot tug on the stem to make it taller. You cannot pry open the bud to get it to blossom sooner. And you cannot neglect the flower and expect it to grow or flourish spontaneously. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know if you've listened to any of my past podcasts, but I do not have a green thumb. I've been trying really hard. I'll have you all know that the plant I bought at Christmas time for Gannon is still alive, Anastasia. And we've got Drusilla um, growing in the corner. We're trying to keep her alive. But I love this. Um, my brother-in-law, Jeff, had sent this to us a couple times as a family. And I think it's this quote is incredible. Building faith in a child is somewhat like helping a flower grow. You cannot tug on the stem to make it taller. You cannot pry open the bud to get it to blossom sooner. And you cannot neglect the flower and expect it to grow or nourish spontaneously. Our children are just like little flowers, little buds trying to grow. And we have to be patient and have faith that they are God's children. The Savior is going to help us and that we're not alone and he will be their strength. And we have to do all we can to help them grow and flourish and blossom, but we can't be tugging them out too early. We cannot be prying them open to look at their buds. Like when you look at a flower that's blossoming, it just slowly opens over time. And it slowly grows over time and everything just comes out as it grows taller and then it gets stronger. And I, um, my friend Fran for one of my birthdays, she bought, bought me a, um, oh my gosh, it left my mind. It's my favorite flower too. <laughs> anyway, right now I'm having called brain frog, perimenopause issues. But, um, anyway, she brought, she bought me my favorite flower and over time, it keeps multiplying because it grows every year and it, um, it gets stronger and stronger every year. And yeah, I notice that as I try, when it starts to die down and I need to cut it down, they're just more solid. They're more strong. The roots are deeper. And so I'm grateful for that symbolism in my mind that my children, I wouldn't rip as a peony, peony or peony. I would never pull that out right away when I first got it from Fran. Every year it grows stronger and has more buds and flowers and stems. And our children are like that. We just, they keep growing and growing and we have the responsibility to help them grow and nourish, but we don't want to rip them or pry them open or do something that would cause them to stop growing. Okay. Number seven. I hope you're all still here there, there with me. <laughs> Because you can go read this talk. It's amazing. I just wanted to elaborate because it really helped me on my walk. After talking to Ryder, and then after thinking about a couple of my kids that I'm worried about, this talk just brought comfort to my heart and helped me feel good. And this last one, number seven, is he reads a quote. He says, a, I'm reading a quote. 
What you can and must do for the rising generation is provide rich, nourishing soil with access to flowing heavenly water. Remove weeds and anything that would block heavenly sunlight. Create the best possible conditions for growth. Patiently allow the rising generation to make inspired choices and let God work his miracle. The result will be more beautiful and more stunning and more joyful than anything you could accomplish just by yourself. I feel like a lot of times I've felt like I'm alone, that I'm trying to figure this out. I'm pleading for help. I'm trying to, even right now, this last weekend, I've been just praying and praying and pleading for God to help one of our kids. And I don't know what else I can do. I've even called upon you know, our ancestry in the sense of, you know, I know that I don't understand everything about the life after, but please help him in any way that you can, in any way that he needs to be strengthened, you know, let those, um, hearts of the children turn to their fathers and the hearts of the fathers turn to their children. Let that promise be fulfilled to my children. Um, elder Uchtdorf, went on to say, your efforts may seem small compared to the loud voices your children hear in the world. At times it may feel that you are not accomplishing much, but remember that by small means, the Lord can bring about great things. One home evening, one gospel conversation, or one good example may not change your child's life in a moment. Any more than one drop of rain causes a plant immediately to grow. But the consistency of small and simple things day after day nourishes your children much better than an occasional flood. This morning, um, I was sitting down visiting with one of our kids and it was just a, it was a cold morning. I had the windows open and he was wrapped up in a blanket and, and we were just chatting and another child came and joined. And, you know, it was moments like that, that I know, you know what? I make a lot of mistakes. I have a lot of weaknesses as a parent. I do things that I regret and I wish I could change. But in the end, he will, um, if I just keep doing those small daily drops, those small, simple things, then that growth will come through his, his, both of their experiences. And I just need to be consistent. I just need to do my part. Elder Uchtdorf said, hey, parents, thank you for everything you're doing to raise your children. And children, thank you for everything you're doing to raise your parents. Because as every parent knows, we often learn as much from our children about faith, hope, and charity as they learn from us. Boy, that is so true. My kids, when I was younger mom, I had a journal. I had I write in my journals. And in my journals, if I would leave somewhere, if I would go somewhere, I would take the time to sit down and write something that each of my children had taught me, something different. And I would record in my journal in case something did happen to me. I would write, Madeline, this is what you have taught me, blah, 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 Carter, Hayden, Bailey. And children do, as he said, thank you. Thank you for everything you've done to raise your parents. My children have taught me more about faith, hope, and charity than I probably have ever taught them about faith, hope, and charity. And just as Ryder helped Matt get out of the blackberry bushes, my children have helped me symbolically get out of the blackberry bushes. 
In the end, Elder Uchtdorf said, and this is the great message. My message to all parents is this. The Lord loves you. He is with you. He stands beside you. He is your strength in guiding your children to make righteous choices. Accept this privilege and responsibility courageously and joyfully. Don't neglect this. Don't delegate this source of heavenly blessings to anyone else. Within the framework of gospel values and principles, you are the ones to guide your children in the details of daily decisions. Help your children build faith in Jesus Christ. Love his gospel and his church and prepare for a lifetime of righteous choices. In fact, that is God's plan for parents. Satan will oppose you, distract you, try to discourage you. But every child has received the light of Christ as a direct line to heaven. And the Savior will help you, guide you, and encourage you. Seek his help. Inquire of the Lord. So as I was out on my walk, and I'm going down the road, and I am thinking about Ryder's sweet little story, and I am thinking about um, my children and my worries that I have for them. I need to remind myself that Satan is trying to distract me. And I need to keep putting one foot in front of the other and remember all the promises that were made. He'll show me my weaknesses. He can help me have a mighty change of heart. He can um, teach me about my children through small and simple things. Um, I don't need to try to pluck them up or pick them out, let them grow, let them be nourished and do the best that I can and rely on the Lord. So I'm really grateful for this talk and for this experience I have, and I hope that it helps you in some way. Um, and like I said, go read the talk. It's amazing. And I was really grateful that I had that experience. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.